Welcome to Future Health with Dr. MJ to another episode. Okay, here it is. There is currently ongoing research at Washington School of Medicine in St. Louis, where they've collected more than 140,000 reports from U.S. women who say they notice a change in their period cycles after taking the shot. Many are saying that their first period after the shot was the heaviest they've ever had in their lives, the heaviest, while some are reporting that their existing cramps have worsened, oy, and that the period has come either very early or it's been delayed or absent altogether. And the India Times is reporting much higher numbers of complaints, like in the millions as opposed to the thousands here in the U.S. So the new studies that are going on at, the, at Washington University are trying to determine why exactly this is happening to so many women and what, if anything, can be done to prevent it. At this moment, scientists are hesitant to draw a link between the jab and menstrual irregularities and are basically telling the public that it's safe and that the side effects are few and far in between and that what these women are experiencing is due to stress or some mass hysteria. You guys see where I'm going with this? Yeah, stress or uh, some sort of mass hysteria around taking the jab. All right, so let's talk about it. While I do believe and know from clinical experience that there are many factors, many that can change your menstrual experience each month and stress being one of them, yes, certain foods, alcohol, and caffeine, you know, stress can can certainly make your period heavier or give you more cramps. As a matter of fact, just thinking about stressful things during your period can cause your period to be more painful or more heavy um, because there is a stagnation of energy in that area. There's a stagnation of energy, of chi, of blood um, and fluids in that area. And just think about it. Just try it yourself one time while you're menstruating. Think of something stressful just for a moment, of course. Like, you know, I love experimentation and um, see how that affects pain in your lower abdomen. It really does affect it. But while that all this stuff is a factor, I also believe that you cannot just disregard the amount of reported, reported complaints as merely anecdotal evidence. I mean, we know that most women don't report their complaints very often, especially to their GYN for fear of this very thing, uh, for fear of it being brushed off as something that's all in your head, like a figment of your imagination. And even if it's just 10, 5%, 2%, whatever, it's still a large amount of women reporting this. And again, these are not all the reported cases. Most people do not report it. And the reason is, again, it's because they are not believed. And I thought in 2021, we were hashtag believing women. Remember that? What happened to that slogan? To me, it seems that believing this whole believing women thing stops when it comes to matters of health. And this reminds me of the many, many, many women who come into my office every month, year after year, all ages, that tell me the stories, the horror stories of how their male GYNs tell them that PMS mood swings, breast tenderness, 
um, abdominal pain, foot pain, um, leg pain, just all these strange manifestations of each woman's period. Because again, all of our bodies are very different, but the doctors usually tell them that it does not exist and, or that, you know, that, that it's just, it's nothing. And sometimes they leave those offices with no medicine or any type of treatment plan outside of scheduling a surgery date um, to basically have their uterus removed. That is the treatment for a lot of these doctors. It simply is to get your uterus removed, get a hysterectomy, get a partial hysterectomy. And, you know, I, I actually wrote a professional article about this, about how your uterus is not just a piece of junk. And unfortunately, in our modern healthcare system, we are really taught um, in healthcare as well as the general public that the uterus that is not pregnant is basically junk. It's garbage. It's useless. And for the modern woman, it's no longer needed. And this just is not the case. Your uterus, the cells in your uterus actually have a very strong link to your brain function and to your circulatory function and to other functions of other organ systems in your body. And no, nobody is receiving this information, which is what prompted me to write the article that I wrote. It's really a major failure of the allopathic healthcare system, if you ask me. And it's giving me these ancient Greek doctor vibes. Um, I don't know if you guys remember some of these the old ancient so-called uh, medical doctors. You know, they had these crazy explanations for certain things that they didn't quite understand. Mostly centered around a woman's body where they attributed every single complaint a woman had to something called wandering womb. <laughs> yeah, remember that theory? That was a theory that the uterus was a whole ass animal living in a woman's body that got up and walked around at night causing all types of chaos um, in her body, oh, and around the house, when <laughs> made her psychotic at certain times of the month. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, that. That was an actual theory that existed for a very long time. And as a matter of fact, I had the chance to work with a medical doctor back in Maryland, a, um, a GYN surgeon in Maryland that still to this day read those books and believed that. And I left thinking he was like some sort of crazy butcher. Just his thought pattern on this topic, you know, in my interviews with him. Um, but I, I, it just, it, it really was so interesting to see that a lot of doctors still think this way. And that, you know, if you just don't think about these things, then every month your period will be okay. Anyway, I'm digressing. Once again, I am not an anti-whatever, anti-vax or whatever. I'm not any of that. I support real science, real research, and real evidence. However, I'm so, so, so disappointed to learn that changes in menstruation are not even listed as possible adverse effects in these jabs, in the container, right? Or the, the insert that comes with these things. What if you already have underlying men uh, menstrual issues like endometriosis or, or uterine fibroids? What if you already have that? Should you then be considered exempt from taking it? Would that be considered on the list of exemptions? I mean, you have to understand how these women are experiencing their periods every month. Some of it is unbearable to the point of needing to go to the ER, needing to go 
to the emergency room every single month or having to take uh, really strong painkillers or having to, to do all types of things to alter their life and negotiate their activities due to the crippling effects of their monthly menstrual cycle. Like imagine a woman who's already 10-10 on the pain scale for dysmenorrhea taking this jab and then ending up in the hospital due to even worse crippling pain. Or someone who's already anemic, somebody who's already anemic from bleeding heavy, who's maybe, you know, taking tons of iron and doing all types of stuff to bring their iron up. And now she's experiencing even heavier bleeding that could worsen after her condition where she needs a blood transfusion or something like that. Or what about the women who, who want to become pregnant that are now missing periods and can't do proper tracking? All of this needs to be known by women. And we're not even gonna get into how this may affect their fertility. These risks need to be stated up front so that every woman can be informed and to make their best decision on how they wanna take this thing, how and if they wanna take it. Do they want to worsen their conditions? Is it worth it? Some may decide, you know something, I'll take my chances with the virus as opposed to doing this. And that will be their own personal decision. We can't just disregard the experiences of these women or or just blame it on stress. Not only is it bad medicine that only leads to further mistrust in this thing that we're being required to take, but it also leads to further mistrust in the entire healthcare system. And it's something that we are more and more being forbidden from talking about it. That's my thoughts on it. Like I said, um, I'm all about the science of it. And part of that is research and listening to the accounts of real people who have taken it. And some of the real people who have taken it are having real side effects. So, you know, do your research and and um, continue telling your healthcare practitioners what's going on in your body. All right. So in Hype or Healthy, today I'm going to address the use of ginger for period pain. Now this remedy goes way back, way back to ancient times in Southeast Asia where ginger is originally from. Not only is it one of the most popular culinary spices, but it's also a potent anti-diabetes, anti-inflammatory, and anti-tumor, oh, and anti-cholesterol, and anti-phlegmic mucus herb as well. It's, it's got so many benefits. Ginger is like a, a gift to us from our creator, from mother nature, right? And believe it or not, ginger is actually related to capsation, you know, the compound that makes certain peppers spicy hot. Well, it's not that hard to believe because ginger is kind of spicy and pungent on its own. And it's due to its major compounds, which are uh, zingiberine, curcumin, and gingerols. All of those that give it its taste and its medicinal benefits. Ginger is so good for you, both internally and uh, for your organs and externally for your skin. Now, here's what you need to know especially if you're taking it for menstrual issues. It will, it will help reduce the pain in the long run, but it will also cause your bleeding to be heavier because it is pro-circulatory, it's pro-circulation. It does help circulation and that's one of its great benefits. But you know, there's a, there's a, a treatment and, a, and a, um, poison in everything, right? 
one of the main reasons that you need to stop taking it a couple of um, weeks before surgery is for that reason, that pro-circulation effect. And it's also for this reason that I usually don't advise women who already have heavy bleeding to take a ton of ginger during their period. I prefer it more for those who have amenorrhea um, in order to bring a period on, right? So if a woman is experiencing a loss of period or she's missing them here and there, then I would I would prescribe it for her um, certain times of the month. You should also know that it can also cause loose stools and diarrhea and gas in high doses. So as I mentioned to you all before in a previous episode, Um, herbal formulations need to be balanced. I use the herb. I love it. Ginger is a part of the Petalwise Womb Suite formula. However, the formula is supremely balanced out to avoid those side effects and to counter the pro-bleeding effect that it has on menstruating women. Ginger is an excellent herb with many cousins and some of which I even add to the formula, but in small amounts. And I highly recommend it for many conditions but it does need to be balanced by supporting herbs and even vitamins in some cases to avoid the harsh side effects and to not further delay your healing process. Now I can work with you and um, help you to understand the right herbs and other nutrients for your body. If you're interested in consultation, I suggest that you visit the Petalwise site and schedule a consultation um, or health coaching as it's listed on there. I'd be more than happy to provide you with personalized guidance on this or any other health topic of your choice to let you know if you're already combining things properly um, and not mixing anything that could potentially worsen your health um, or just anything, anything related to your health. I'd be happy to help you out with that. Okay, so that's our episode for today. Please leave a feedback voice message or DM me at FH underscore podcast. Please stay safe, guys. Take your health seriously and support and spread the word about my podcast. I appreciate you so much for listening. Peace.